0: Here and we are ready to roll today, New Hope Radio. Glad you're with me. I'm hoping that we're streaming online as well as being here on the radio 1590 AM 92.7 FM W A R V. Happy to be there with them today and with you on New Hope Radio Facebook. I'll tell you what, as we said yesterday. You know, the Christian way of life, it is a supernatural way of life. That means that it requires, Yep, supernatural power. If you're going to do something in a supernatural way, you're going to have the supernatural means to do it. And that is why we have the filling of the Holy Spirit. We talked about that yesterday, I thought that was a pretty good topic. Because the filling of the Holy Spirit is our means for accomplishing, here it comes, the will of God in our lives. How are you ever going to accomplish God's will if you don't have the power to do so? And where does that power come from? It comes from the indwelling spirit, the spirit that is in you. Oh, yeah, he's alive and well, living inside of you. So uh, I want to welcome your comments and questions on the Facebook page as well of New Hope Radio. We've got Claudia and Chris there already checking in. Glad to have them. And um, I hope this second part of what we began yesterday, talking about the Holy Spirit, is a real help for each and every one of you, and me too, because this is like the, me- I hate to use the word mechanics, but if you think about it, it's like the mechanics of the Christian way of life. It's its how we get things done. You get things done through power, divine power, and that power comes from the Holy Spirit. Yesterday we talked about grieving the Spirit. Grieving the Spirit comes from what? Sin. Yeah, the word nobody likes, sin. But today we're going to talk about quenching the Spirit. And is that something you want to do? Is quenching the Spirit something that, ah, you know, we want to get good at? Or is it something that maybe we need to... uh, Avoid the best we can grieving and quenching the spirit really good topics when it comes to Bible stuff that you should know this is some of the stuff that you should know definitely okay so as we saw yesterday Paul said be filled with the spirit the spirit is an influence don't be drunk with wine that's a negative influence that gets us to do dumb things be filled with the spirit where you can do smart things. So you want to be dumb, you want to be smart. Depends on what you're filling yourself with. All right? What are you filling yourself with? that will either make you dumb or make you smart. So now we move into phase two, quenching the Spirit. And we're in the letter to the Thessalonians, chapter 5. Is it first Thessalonians? I'm not even sure. Might be. And we've got some wonderful mandates for the Christian. You know, God, he tells us things to do that bring a good result. And then he tells us things to avoid because those things will bring us a negative result. So I thought that was pretty cool about God, that he gives us steps to follow and steps to avoid. And some of the positive things he said, I like this one, rejoice always. How do we do with that one? Rejoice always. I mean, I can rejoice I can rejoice sometime. (laughs) I can rejoice, you know, most of the time. Okay. On a good day. Rejoice always. Wow. But Paul said, no, you know what? You need to do that. He also said, pray without ceasing. That's a good one. Oh, here's another one. In everything, give thanks. For this is God's will for your life in Christ Jesus. So he gave us some positives. Rejoice. Pray and be thankful. Then he went to the negative. Like, okay, here's what you don't do do not quench the spirit. We're going to talk about that. And then he gave another one do not despise prophetic utterances, but examine everything carefully. Hold fast to that which is good. So, what we've got in this little passage, this paragraph, we've got three positives. Rejoice, pray, and be thankful. And we've got two negatives. Do not quench the Spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Okay? And then we have one general command for everything. Examine everything carefully. You know, that's a real personal responsibility. That's our responsibility. To examine everything. Don't fall for everything that comes down the pike. The more of the Word of God you have in your heart, the more you're able to examine what's really going on, what's true and what's not true. So, with those three mandates, three positives, two negatives, I'm just going to focus on that one, do not quench the Spirit. Okay? So, as we saw last time, grieving the Spirit, that's the result of an act of sin. It's the refusal of God's guidance, which leads to sin. And uh, the next one we have, though, is quenching the Spirit. So we're going to see, what does it mean to quench the Spirit? Well, it's not something that we probably do intentionally or realize what we're doing, but it's something that we do which can knock us, uh uh-oh, out of fellowship with God and something that can also deprive us of the power that we need in order to fulfill the will of God for our personal lives. Okay? Think about that. You do not want to be deprived of the power of God. Okay? You don't want to do that. You want to continue to walk in the Spirit. So, when you're quenching the Spirit, think of a fire. you got this beautiful little fire. you got a fire pit in your yard, and it's glowing, and it's warm, and it's, yeah, smoky probably. And then when it's time to go to bed, you... Put water on it, and you quench it, and you put the fire out, and it's dead. Well, the Holy Spirit wants to fire us up. He wants to empower us, encourage us. And you know what we can do? We can put the fire out. You put the fire out by what? Refusal. Refusal to walk with God. That's it. It's kind of a selfish act. It's a refusal to burn for God. It's a refusal to say, Lord, here I am. Use me. It's like we're refusing the will of God for our lives. Doreen's checking in. She said, good afternoon. Yes, it's a beautiful afternoon. And that's something we need to be careful for. Do you think it's a good idea to refuse the will of God for your life? I'm thinking about that, and I'm like, probably not. Probably not, because God knows the best thing for my life. He knows the best thing. So why would I refuse the best thing? When I can when I can have more than what I think is good, I can have what God says is good. Doesn't that sound like a better deal? Rather than have what I think is good, I can have what God says is good. And that's why he gave these positive mandates. Rejoice. Be glad at all times. Be glad at all times. You know what I'm going to hook that up with? Romans 8.28. Bernadette is saying, here she is. She's ready to roll with us. Okay. Now, I like Romans 8.28 because of the way that I explain it. And I hope you like the way that I explain it, too. Paul said, and we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. Now, that doesn't say... Everything that happens is good. That's not what it's saying. There are things that happen, they're not that good. Smashing up your car, that's not good. Losing your wallet, that's not good. Uh, getting fired from your job, that's not good. You know, getting laid off, none of those are good. But what the Bible says is, God causes all things to work, oh, together for good. And I like to use this illustration because it's easy and simple and simple. And you can remember it. Think of baking a cake. You've got all the separate ingredients that go into a cake. Right? you got the flour, the egg, maybe some butter, maybe some baker's chocolate. Right? And you get all these elements. And now individually, they're no good. You ever take a bite of a stick of butter? That's not too good. A spoonful of flour? That's no good. A hunker, baker's chocolate? Yuck. All of those things together. Raw egg? No thank you. They're no good. But when you mix them all together, put them in the oven, magic happens, and something comes out that's really good. Now, think of the circumstances of your life. You get all kinds of circumstances. And individually, some of those, they're no good. You don't like them. But God has a way of blending them all together, like the ingredients in a cake. And you know what comes out? Something good. He can do that. But here's the catch. To those who love God. You see, you've got to keep loving God. That when things happen that you consider to be no good, don't let that stop you from loving God. Don't let anything stop you. You know what you continue to look at in order to love God? You don't look at your circumstances. You don't look at your surroundings. You look at the cross. Oh, there it is it's the cross. It's the cross that reminds me how great God's love is for me. That cross never goes away. It's always there. Doreen said, oh, she liked my my illustration. Thank you. I'm glad when people like my illustrations as silly as they might be sometimes okay so in life this is it don't be consumed with what's happening because hey god is behind the scenes he's still working god is working behind the scenes you might not see it see it you might not feel it but god is working you know what i like to see when i watch the news Sometimes the cameraman backs off and you see the whole studio. You know, you see the the producer, you see the stagehands, you see the wires, you see the other camera operator and it gives you a sense of what's going on there. You got the bigger picture. And that reminds me that hey, in the circumstances of my own puny little life, there's a big set and God is working. That God, see, all those people that you don't see on camera, if it wasn't for them, you wouldn't have that news that news report, you wouldn't have anything because they're the ones working behind the scenes. So I want you to think about God working behind the scenes in your life. And He's going to mix it all up. And it's going to bring out good. That's why He says, here's the attitude. Rejoice. Rejoice always. Don't quench the Spirit. Don't put the fire out. Rejoice. Pray without ceasing. The word pray is a compound word. Pras, which means toward. Yukomai, which means either to pray, even to have a wish. So it's like to pray toward. We go from where you are toward the face of God. You look away from your circumstances and you look to God and you tell Him what your wishes are or your desires. That's a prayer. God, these are my desires. That's a prayer. But make sure that what you pray for is supported by Scripture. If you ask for things that are contrary to Scripture, well, God's not going to honor something that goes against Himself or His own will. So you want to compliment who God is by asking for the things that would be pleasing to God. Phil's on board. Thank you, Phil, for joining us today. So think about it. You can either be in a place of anger or joy despair or hope, confidence or insecurity. It doesn't matter where you are. What, you know what matters? Where's God? <laughs> He's right there. He's right there. He hasn't moved. He hasn't gone away. That's why he says, listen, I'm here. Keep on rejoicing. Keep on praying. Keep on loving me. So, in everything give thanks. This is God's will for your life in Christ Jesus. See that little phrase, in Christ Jesus? You know what that means? Only a Christian can do that. Because when you're in Christ, you're a Christian. If you're not in Christ, you're not a Christian. I don't care what church you go to. I don't care what religion. I don't care how many pilgrimages you go on. Until you're in Christ, through faith in who he is and what he did, you're not a Christian. People say, oh, 50% of America is Christian. I doubt it. I doubt that a whole lot. Maybe 25%. percent i go for 25%. I think of the parable of the sower. 25% of those that heard the word were really good soil people. So maybe not 50%, 25%. Bernadette said, You once said to just keep walking one step at a time, one foot in front of another. Do not quit. Do not let anyone diminish you. That's right. Matter of fact, I think I might be talking about that today a little bit. So when you're when you're quenching the spirit, you're denying what God is asking you to do. You're denying the will of God. Putting out the fire. Did you ever put out a fire with water and it smells, doesn't it? It stinks. And that's what happens to your life. Your life stinks when you put the Holy Spirit fire out. When you start when you stop being led by the Spirit and you want to do it your own way, your life is going to stink. Believe me, it's not going to have a good outcome. Good outcome. So we've got to let the Spirit do the best He can to guide our lives, to direct our lives. Have a willing, divine attitude. I call this a divine virtue. A willingness is a divine virtue. Think about that. Here's a scripture for you. John 7:17. 7, if any man or woman, we're not going to leave out the ladies, is willing to do God's will, then he'll know of the teaching if it's true. So, you know, it takes a willing heart first to really know anything. If you're not willing, you're not going to know. You're not going to learn. I tell people sometimes that are not saved, say, well, do you want to know God? Oh, yeah. Well, then you know what? Are you willing? Tell him. Say, God, show yourself to me. Reveal yourself to me. And he will, because you know why? You have a willing heart. You have a heart that wants to know him. But if you're like, no, man, I don't care, fine. You'll be in the dark the rest of your life. God is looking for willing hearts. Oh, the eyes of the Lord go to and fro throughout the whole earth, right? Seeking those whose heart is strong toward him. That's what he's seeking for. An available heart is an open heart. Once the heart has been prepared, you can now, through the filling of the Spirit, walk in the Spirit. And that's where Paul said in Galatians 5.16, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. Bernadette, I'm going to talk about walking a little bit, if you don't mind. Walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. I love the word walk. It's the word peripateo. Okay? You know what it means? To walk around. It signifies your lifestyle. Peri means around, like a periscope, right? Remember upscope? In a submarine, and you look around. Pateo, where we get the, the word podiatrist, it means the, the foot or a step, so you walk around, you step around, okay? That's oh. Walk around by the Spirit. Let your lifestyle be guided by the Holy Spirit, and you'll stay out of trouble. You will not carry out the desire, or the, the word desire, you know what it is? The passions, the impulses of the flesh, of the, here it comes, depraved nature. You know that depraved nature, man, it just wants to trip you up. How do I not get tripped up by the by my, by my depraved nature? How? Walk by the Spirit. Walk by the Spirit, and you won't be tripped up by your depraved nature. Doreen said, "Our lives can't can't be a sweet aroma without the Holy Spirit helping us walk godly lives. It's true, the life stinketh." I'm a Lazarus. He was dead in the grave. What do the ladies say? Oh, don't bring him out now. He stinketh. He's been there four days. Whew! Don't bring him out. Because they know that the body corrupts. It begins to decay. Right. So think about it at salvation. And it's you know I wish the depraved nature was taken away when we got saved, but it's not. It stays in us. It's not taken away. But its power to control us is broken down. You know why? Because we get the indwelling of the Spirit. Can you see how it all works together? We've got a depraved nature that controls us before salvation, so we do all kinds of dumb things. Then we hear the gospel. We believe it. We accept it. We inherit a divine nature, the Holy Spirit. And now He can overpower the sin nature. But what we have to do is walk in the Spirit constantly. That's what we have to do. We cannot quench the Spirit and refuse the Holy Spirit's guidance. That's the thing. You know that little voice inside that says, Do this, don't do that. Go here. Oh, don't go there. It's the Holy Spirit. And if you listen to the Holy Spirit, you're going to stay out of trouble. But if you don't listen, then we're big trouble. Because the the depraved nature is in charge. It's taking over and you say dumb things and do dumb things and you say bad words. We, we, oh, we always end up in some kind of regret later, right? Believe me, I'm speaking from experience. <laughs> I know what it's like to be led by the deprived depraved nature. It happens every once in a while. He gets control of me and I say something. I'm like, oh, why did I say that? I'll do something like, oh, why did I do that? Why? I quenched the Spirit. I quenched the Holy Spirit. And for that moment in my life, it stunk. Got to get back. Remember what we said last time? Ask God for the filling. Say, God, I acknowledge what I did was wrong. Fill me fresh with your Holy Spirit. And now you're back empowered again, and you're doing okay. Tammy's back on board. I think she's in California, so she's probably in a different time zone. That's why she's always late. (laughs) That's okay. We're glad you're here. So, you know, the Holy Spirit is there. The, the the depraved nature is there. And you want to feed the Holy Spirit with divine things, with the Word of God. And He'll make, make His influence stronger in your life. So, let's talk about walking by the Spirit, because I like this example as well. She says, yes, she is in California. Uh, when you Now, think about walking physically, right? When you walk in a physical sense, you know there's a moment, a split second when you're off balance. If you were to take the slowest step possible, at one point, you'd begin to shake and wobble because you're off balance. But because walking is so quick, you know what we have that keeps us going? Here it comes. Momentum. We have momentum. And that's why we don't fall down between steps. The momentum keeps you going. And for that that split second where you would wobble, you push right through it because you have momentum. Now, let's make an application. When our godly steps are quick and instinctive, there's less chance of falling. You see? You have momentum. Momentum. You know what you want to build in the Christian life? Momentum. And that'll keep you going. But when you stop, oh, you know, it's tough to get going again. You know, there are routines that we have. And when we're consistent, they're easy. Like, you know, going to the gym. When you go to the gym every day, it's easy. But if you skip a week and then you try to get back, oh, it's hard getting back again. It's more difficult. You can do it. But it's a little harder. Maybe the same thing with like dieting or eating right. You're on a nutrition thing. And you're doing good for a few weeks. And then uh, you go to a party and you go to an event. And you start breaking down and making poor choices. And now it's like, oh, i got to get back on track. And it's hard to get back on track. I want you to think about making godly decisions. If you're consistent in making godly decisions, you're going to have good momentum. But I'll tell you what, if you're up and down, up and down, up and down, one day is godly, one day it's fleshly. One day it's godly, then it's fleshly. You're always trying to jumpstart. You never get the momentum. You know, when we were young and we all had junky old cars, we had to push those things everywhere. We always had dead batteries or dead starters, things like that. Okay, this guy's cars, let's get behind and push. And once you started to push and the car was heavy? But once it started rolling, oh, it was easy. Hey, use your finger. Because it had momentum. So momentum works with everything. Especially in the Christian way of life. So you have momentum by being consistent and making, here it comes, godly decisions. That's what we have to do. You have to make godly decisions. So, in summary, what do we say in these last two days? Don't grieve the Holy Spirit with sin. Sin causes the Spirit to suffer inside of you. Do not quench the Spirit by resisting the leading of God, the willing of God, the will, the, the will of God, because that's going to lead to sin. So what do you do? Walk in the Spirit. Walk consistently. Spiritual walking requires momentum. And that comes from making constant godly decisions, developing godly habits. That's what we need godly habits. A habit is something you practice over and over and over. And so there are spiritual disciplines, like we talked about, rejoicing, being thankful. Right? Rejoice always. Praying without ceasing. Those are good, godly habits. And that'll develop inside of you momentum. That's the spiritual momentum that you're looking for. So listen, I hope this made some sense. A couple of days are really good, I think, discipline to get us going the way that we want to go, walking with the Lord Jesus. listen. Don't forget about the Hope Club. The Hope Club is a a group of supporters, $3 a week. They keep New Hope Radio on the air. You'll get a devotional every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday in your email, a Tuesday challenge, and I'm now adding a Thursday worship time as well. So it really is going to be a wonderful thing. I hope that you can get on board, join us, be part of it, and keep New Hope Radio on the air And I will get back with you through the devotionals and you'll really have a great time starting off your day with the Lord. Best way to do it, meet the Lord every morning. Listen, have a great weekend and we'll see you next time.